You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abukdo. This is Murps. Hello. Okay, so we are in the expansion meta. Uh, I hope you guys are having fun, but I will un- also understand if you are not having a lot of fun, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Fun! No, we're not going to talk about fun. We're probably going to talk a little about fun. Um, but first of all, like just, just to set the, the setting here, we're still in the week one meta. We're not supposed to be in the week one meta. I'm, I'm very surprised we're still in the week one meta. I think the devs are surprised that we're still in the week one meta because they they released uh, the uh, pat, the hotfix, the server-side hotfix patch notes, sort of patch notes. And they were like, we uh, fiddled with uh, arena offering rates and fixed these bugs. And then they followed it up pretty quickly with another statement that's like, oh, that may not have happened. And it did not happen because we can look at the win rates right now and it is pretty much the same as what it was at launch. So <laughs> the the adjust, offering odds adjustments that the devs wanted to do did not happen. At the very um, so least, we're still waiting on that. Yeah, at the very least, we still have the same meta problem <clears throat> that we had before. And what is the problem? The problem is that you have these classes that kind of have these really oppressive cards, these and like you just these win now cards, and these win now cards are uh, they can come out of nowhere and like. What'll happen is they show these win now cards after you think you're ahead and you just feel really bad. Like it's it's just a really bad feeling. Um, and that is really the the problem that hasn't been fixed. I don't exactly know how you fix it because is it just take away these cards? That's not the solution really. Like if the meta is just propped up by these sorts of things right it's like you have this card you win you don't have it it's a grind fest it's tough man that it's it's a tough job balancing so if you look at the win rates the number one class is 54 percent. the bottom is 41 percent. we've had worse metas it's not the best meta we've had way worse metas but if you are one of the people that play a lot and if you just ask people how does this meta feel they're like Oh, pull up a chair, you know, like the the mage location, you know, all these hunter cars, like I'm just so tired, you know, like these these priest shenanigans, like, man, um, it just feels so bad sometimes. So um, hasn't felt that bad to me outside of mage, Um, but like we did part of this in the last Lifeforge podcast. I think Hunter's beatable. I think Hunter's very beatable, and people are just not drafting decks in ways and not playing in ways that actually beat Hunter. Because everybody plays Hunter now, basically control. And like Merp says, propped up by some big cards, right? Well, one, the Hunters are more likely than not not going to hit those cards on curve and even when they do hit those cards on curve i think i'm like 50 percent if not higher win rate against uh wild seed on two and like i think i'm 50 percent or close to it against aralon on five and yes when you get to a certain win rate everybody has an aralon um something about the legendary offering rates i mean i'm getting legendaries too but they really got to tune that legendary offering rate down a bit um or have more different legendary cards because the legendary cards are starting to feel less legendary and starting to feel more like just part of the game which is not a good thing like it's one thing to be like oh it's so cool to see a legendary but it's not cool to see a legendary anymore 
like when you give so many of them without that much variety so it's not even cool to see a particular legendary so i don't know separate problem not the biggest issue right now um but uh, like I, I, the f fun is what you make of it right like obviously no one has fun playing against mage that's not what you make of it because you don't get to play the game because it's freeze mage this is the problem with freeze mage in uh in constructed this is the problem with freeze mage in here uh in in arena right now um that's that's not really subjective but outside of freeze mage everything else is kind of like i don't feel like it's that frustrating as in i don't think it's more frustrating than it usually is arena's always uh quite quite frustrating um but i don't think this is like setting a new standard or anything like that i uh, here I, I think i'll break it down a little bit further I, I think one thing that people are frustrated by and you know i i watched uh a, a decent amount of streams like you know i'll, I'll watch uh Colst, Redbeard, Mr. 9.4, Dreads as well. I think something that a lot of people have echoed is, and I see this in chat right now, um, it's the variance in decks. And bad decks are bad. You can tell it like you can tell the bad decks immediately, and they feel bad as well. They're not exactly fun to play. So that's kind of the thing. It's not just like, oh, during the game, I can draw this or not draw this. But the bad decks just feel really bad. Bad decks have always felt bad. Do you guys remember how bad decks used to be four years ago? I'm not talking about like, oh, the power level was low. I'm talking about like what you can do with the deck. Because if you can do almost nothing with a bad deck today, with all these new mechanics and all these random crap, like, think about what happened, like, six years ago when you had a bad deck. It's just, like, it's not like, oh, I have these bad cards that don't quite synergize that we're doing whatever. No. Your opponents were playing Yetis and you were playing 3-3s. That's what a bad deck was back in the day. Like, so, if this is frustrating as a bad deck, I think that just shows that we've come such a long way from how fun bad decks are to play. That the decks that we see now, and we're like, oh, this is clearly a bad deck, it's not going to go more than five wins at most, um, are treated as being not fun to play. The bad decks today are more fun to play than at 75% of the prior metas, the bad decks in those metas. I, I, I don't feel like that's an exaggeration. So if that's the complaint, that bad decks feel bad to play, you guys have been spoiled by the last couple of Oh, God. You know, on my checklist of things for today's podcast, I did not expect a old man adult to back in my days ran and like you kids with your newfangled 2022 decks would just never understand that wasn't like, here. Like, you guys have, but, like, in a bad deck, you may have, like, a Dredger Staff. You may have a Priest of the Deceased. Those would have been epic cards back in the day. Like, do you guys understand how much more interesting bad decks are to play? Like, I can get it. I get it. Win rate-wise, they're probably just as... I mean, they're they're worse, right? Win rate-wise, they're actually worse than they were before because the community's generally gotten better and RNG has gotten more and the well, disparity between a good deck and a bad deck has gotten bigger. Like, I get all that if you're, like trying to you know win games right and that's your whole thing but for fun you're having not enough fun playing bad decks i i don't buy it i don't buy it these are just spoiled streamers who have forgotten the back in the days I, we're talking about i'm an old man out of dreads is even older like all these streamers have been playing arena for such a long time it's not like they weren't part of these metas it's not like they don't know it's just that the recentness and the fact that we've had very interesting even if you know, not very skillful metas in the last few years, 
eh, must have must have done something to their heads and their memories are a little short, right? But I remember. I remember. Okay. Uh, okay. I will say this, and this is something I remember from back then as well. It's not the same for all previous metas, but there were previous metas in which I could get a, quote, bad deck and go further on average than oh, yeah. people are able to go now oh, yeah. with a bad deck, right? That should be most metas in the past because it just gets worse and worse because the disparity, like your, your range is higher, right? And in this particular um, rotation, it's also not a standard rotation, right? Sure. So you have an even wider variety. So yeah, oh, your win rate is definitely going to be worse than, uh, than before, certainly. But fun? I don't know. Okay. Unless fun is just about winning, right? Unless winning is fun and, and losing also, is not fun, I, and that overwhelms the other fun aspect. I don't think you lecturing people on fun... First of all, you're lecturing people on fun. I, I don't think you've ever been the authority on what fun is. I don't think you just understand what fun is, period, for I, I a lot think, of people. I don't, I don't really care what fun is for people, <laughs> but I want them to be consistent, right? Like you can set whatever standards you want for fun, but it can't be like it can't be like you know. Oh, it's fun if I feel it. It's not fun if I don't feel it. Like if you do, there's got to be some factors to it, right? And I think this meta, um, the facing mage is not fun. Facing mage is very not fun when they have the the skeleton cards and the freezing. That we can all agree with. Oh yeah, definitely. We can all agree. You don't get to play the game. If you don't get to play the game, it can't be fun, right? It can at best be neutral. It's, you know, and, like, if you don't mind just wasting your time. Um, but but that's that's objective. Uh, but everything besides that, this is, you get to still do stuff, you know. The stuff that you do has some impact. You could still high roll. Like, your odds of winning are lower, but that's because the better play that you can do with your yetis don't exist as much in this meta as it did in prior metas. Like, way prior metas, I mean. So, yeah. Um, this is the the bad decks are not going to win that much, but but fun like I don't know what standard of fun they're using, but on any standard, I think if this is what the community is reporting back, I think there's a lot of exaggeration going on and a lot of short memories on what fun is in the arena, or maybe just higher standards. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I think we do agree that uh, okay. So things I can extract out of what you just said. Um, you do agree that there are lots of variants in this meta, mm -hmm. right? There's lots of variants mm -hmm. in this meta, and however that impacts you, you know, we talked a lot about the variants, so now we want to kind of talk about the rest of the classes, right? We, I, yeah. we talked about hunters and mages so much, and I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about these two classes. Um, we can talk about some of the other classes because there are other classes even though you might not believe that there's stuff like rogues and warriors out there there are those are a choice unfortunately so we, we should have to play a rogue today i think we may have to play a rogue today i don't remember whatever okay Either way, uh, they they are do exist, uh, and, and we do have to deal with this. So let's we go. What we're, we're gonna do is uh, start from the bottom and then go to the mid, because uh, the top is hunter and mage. Their win rates are fifty four point four percent and fifty three point four percent respectively. They are not insane because most mage decks are actually not good. I'm gonna say this again: most mage decks are not they're not average. They're just not they're like below average. 
But then you get, not infrequently, maybe one out of every three decks, uh, this insane mage deck that makes your opponent unable to play, and, you know, it does really, really well, right? So that's why the percentages like that. Hunters are generally good. They're reliant on a few cards, but there's so many of those, like, they're reliant on, like, six different cards that are, like, super, super insanely good. So you're going to hit a couple of them, probably. So most of your decks are going to be of decent quality, um, and so uh, and so that's where the percentage is. Uh, I mean, Hunter win rate should really be higher. Everyone plays Hunter wrong. Um, I think, I said this to Merce before the, the, uh, the podcast, there are more misplays that I can noticeably spot in this, like, start of the meta than in most start of metas. Normally, that's start true. of the metas are soft. They, yeah. They're always soft, right? So it's not like I'm saying, oh, this one's, like, you know, soft and the other ones are not soft. But this one's extra soft. Like, we've, we've elevated the squishiness of our opponents and the amount of bad decision-making that happens. And part of it is that, really, the game is a little bit more complex. They purposefully put a lot of delay mechanics into this rotation. Yeah. The new set is very arena-friendly in the sense of requiring you to make a lot of these decisions. And so uh, the, the people kind of get exposed a bit when their fundamentals and when their mechanics are not as sound. How much that matters is a different story, but, but you can spot misplays quite easily um, in playing in this meta. And yeah. just and the other thing is that the good classes are like Hunter and Mage, right? And I don't want to say anything about Mage, but for Hunters, it is so easy to spot all their misplays. Oh my god, every Hunter I face is a bad Hunter. Almost. I would say maybe 20% of the Hunters I face, I don't spot three misplays in the cor- over the course of the match. Uh, the amount of trading i see hunters do in the late mid game is criminal like i don't really care what's in your hand i have seen an amount of trading that just absolutely disgusts me and, and not even just trading like sometimes they like don't do stuff sometimes they, they don't, don't do mana stuff. yeah and they don't use it like i'm like what are you doing what is this is not even good play for like i don't know a priest like i, I don't know maybe it is a good play for a priest i'm not very good at priests but it's certainly not good play for a hunter even a slow hunter like your hero power don't change just because your deck is slow Which brings us back to the frustration that a lot of people feel, right? This is extremely frustrating for some people. um, And I watch some streams as well in which, look, I I watch Dreads. He's always frustrated. But I was watching Coles recently as well. And Coles recently got a, I'm sorry for calling you out on this Coles. He got an 0-3. He had a decent deck and it was just extremely frustrating for him because he's like, these people are just misplaying and I can't do anything <laughs> yes, about it. Yes. He's like, they're misplaying in my face at like mm. 0 and 1, 0 and 2. And they're just, their deck is just so freaking good. Like they shouldn't have decks this good. They do, but they're misplaying in my face and they're going to beat me. And that's just very, very frustrating. Yeah. Back in the day, if you misplayed that badly, you could have a very good deck and you'll still lose. Like, what was the best card uh, back in the day, right? Like, Yasera, um, you know, Deathwing. Like, it doesn't matter. If your play is bad enough, like, you'll still lose to a normal, like, deck. Even subpar deck played by a good player. Uh, but that was eight years ago. And uh, that hasn't been true for maybe four years. And ever since um, blanking on the set, the set before Sunken City. Oh, why am I blanking on the set? I'm always bad uh, at the time thing. So you, 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 you like do some temporal thing. I have no idea. Um, yeah. So uh, the winter set, 
Uh, I forget the set name, but uh, the from from that set on, when all the Colossals came in, um, uh, the Scent of Dragons. No, 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 no. The, the previous set. Alteric like, Valley. Not, the previous set, huh? Uh, Alteric. Yes, Alteric Valley. So from Alteric Valley onwards, the percent of O threes by top players skyrocketed. Like, that was the set that opened the floodgates to just kind of, you know, uh, the, 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 the variance up the level. Because that was a, the latest power creep. And it was a big power creep. Um, some years you actually don't have power creeps. Most years you have a little power creep. But that set was a huge power creep. And, uh, and when you have that in connection with a wild meta uh, instead of a standard rotation, that's just how it is. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, like, you know, that's, that's definitely not fun when that happens. But the percent of that happening is still very low, right? Like, we still yeah. don't go 0-3 that often. It's just that we used to almost never go 0-3. We'd go through the entire year and have, like, one or two 0-3s. And we would play, like, back then, we would play, like, I don't know, 10 runs a week at least. Uh, now, we have, like, double, triple, quadruple that amount of 0-3s, and we play, like, half as much. Uh, that's just uh, that's just how the the meta changes Um, skill at the bottom is uh, overcompensated by card quality a lot more often now but still right twice a year to now eight times a year or at the 010 runs a week rate uh, uh, 16 a year is not that much like 8 to 16 a year It's, it's not that much still um this is uh it's so it's extra frustrating but but the the percent is there okay anyway let's let's actually talk about the other classes we're gonna go from rogue all the way up to paladin paladin and priest are basically at 50 percent, but rogue and warrior are at 41 and 42 percent respectively Mm -hmm. so starting with rogue and i think the reason we're doing this is not just because we are totally unprepared for this podcast and so we're just winging it not at all. The reason we're doing this is because some of these classes are going to be probably the top class whenever the next meta comes in, which should be tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. So whenever you're actually listening to this and applying anything we're saying, anything we can tell you about the current meta outside of specific cards is not that relevant. And when it comes to specific cards, this meta has a bunch of interesting ones, but like we said before, none of them are not super high performing. Like... We could talk in depth, and we, we will at some point, about like when you hold Priest of the Deceased and when you play it, when it's not needed as a two-drop. That's a big decision. That'll swing a number of games. But, but, but we're more concerned right now with talking about the top cards of these like bottom classes, because some of these are going to be very relevant and dominate this next meta. Um, in addition to the uh, adjustments, there's also an actual like nerfing balance patch coming out at, at basically the same time now. Um, and so this is how you know the balancing is going to be bad. Because you can't balance and nerf key cards at the same time. You can't do it. Uh, and especially because the arena team is not, the modes team is not the one nerfing these cards. Standard is. So there's probably very little communication, and certainly Arena's not like taking into account that in like a super smart way because they can't. Um, so yeah, this this next meta is not going to be balanced either. Is kind of what I'm saying. It may actually be worse balanced than, than the meta we're coming out of, but it will hopefully be less frustrating because Mage will get nerfed to the ground. That's my prediction. well. The problem is okay if you look at historically what happens with these with these adjustments. 
the top two classes, uh, the top two to three classes get like nerfed into the ground, right? Depending mm-hmm. on the separation between them. And right now, hunters and mages are kind of like, you know, the boogeymen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then typically what happens is the middle then rise to the top. Yes. Yes. But priest is one of those classes. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to tell you guys if oh, historical trends hold. We are potentially oh we are potentially looking at uh, priest being the arena overlord. Mm. And if you know the mm. the history of arena, priest doesn't even have to be number one to be oh. to be the People most are frustrating. Complaining about priest in chat, like whenever we bring a mage, well, yeah. the, the one problem in arena, they're like, "No, what about priest? Priest is terrible right now." And it's fourth. It could be. Yeah, that's the thing with priest. Like it could be very bad. Um, but priest always has been very inflexible in in many ways, um, and therefore that always cuts into the win rate a little bit. If priest is ever like top two win rate, or if it is sig- significantly, and by significantly I mean like above fifty two percent in win rate, um, that is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think what you say is going to happen like seventy five percent of the time. That's my odds for <laughs> whether Priest is going to go uh, and be top two in this upcoming meta. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like we're all looking forward to the adjustments because we're tired of Mage, but I, yeah, we'll see how they manage Priest. Um, and they probably won't. Uh, but you know, happy to be surprised. Uh, Alright, so Rogue. What are the good Rogue cards? Top Rogue card is Serrated Bone Spike. Two mana, uh, deal three damage to a minion. If it dies, next card this turn costs two less. So it's like a zero mana, deal three damage to a minion. If you can, like, uh, uh, kill kill something. Um, and it is super, super, super high. Uh, so, I mean, it's obvious why this card is, is good. I think we should go over our own ratings at some, like... See what we rated this. Did we rate this an A? Because it's performing like an A. I don't remember the rating. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to, like, find it. But why is Google Sheets telling me to sign up? Sign up. Oh, my God. Remember to sign up. Okay, okay. I got this. I got this. All right, we're there. We're there. We're there. All right. We are looking at Rogue. This card is called Serrated Bone Spike. Yeah, oh no, we got that one super wrong. We rated it a C. Oh. And this card's performing like an A, and I don't think it's going to change. This well, is not a hard card to play. Sucks we just to got suck. This one wrong. Um, we were. If it dies, your next card this turn costs two less. Yeah, I'll have to go back and see what, what, what happened to it. I'm guessing I just totally screwed up the math, and we didn't like bump it like up significantly. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm wondering if I read it as if a minion dies this turn, like, before this will happen, rather than this thing having to kill a minion. I will say, I was not that impressed by it when I saw it, uh, but... So, Adulta does this, like, weird math thing. I just do it on whether or not I'm impressed by the card. Uh, So, this is also why, like, I'll hate on a lot of cards. So, with Adulta, it's, it's... about math and not how he feels although let's face it how he feels is just math he only feels math so yeah math is the correct way to feel there you go uh two plus two equals adulta's 
love and affection or lack thereof. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I-, I was not that impressed by the card. Yeah, um, I have seen this card played exactly once in the arena, and it was good. Um, but it didn't feel like an A-tier card. But the car- this, the effect's going to be subtle, right? Like, I don't feel like this card is going to be backbreaking. You won't feel it, but it'll add up. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it performs. But I, I think we're, we're definitely wrong with it at a C. If it's performing like an A right now, I can't see it go below a B+. Um, it's just not that complicated of a card. Uh, I think that my that my big issue is whether the uh, the two mana is actually usable on the turn that you you want to play this, and mm. um, it's probably very usable. But um, we'll, we'll 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 go look at it again. Uh, next up is kidnap, which we took back our rating for because we didn't understand how the card worked, and when that was pointed out in chat, we took it back and we never gave it a rating. Uh, it is really good, but we we said it was really good <laughs> when we took back the rating, so. We just didn't understand it. Like neither yeah. one of us understood. Uh, and we were the, like, the "Oh, the kidnap wait. thing goes to the hand." Yeah, we just thought it popped back up on the board. Like, why would it go to the hand? That's not like intuitive from how, how the card reads. Anyway, it's basically a, a freezing trap at this point, right? It's like a weird version of a freezing trap. But freezing traps are really, really good. I think freezing traps really are still A tier cards. Really uh, good. So yeah, this is an A tier card. I'm performing like it. Freezing Trap is something that has aged extraordinarily well um, as, like, minions. And I understand there's, like, lots of battle cries, but there's also just weird minions. Number one, weird minions, like, with death rattles and abilities that make it hard for them to just get removed normally. And number two, more things that kind of have to get removed. And also number three, a tighter window for you to do something very important, uh, Mm -hmm. as in... And the importance can be doing your own thing or preventing them from doing a thing. Uh, so that importance has been magnified, which means something like this removal. Honestly, like just removals in general, but um, a removal that kind of ignores or goes past some of these like death rattles and weird abilities, really valuable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's Kidnap. Uh, the third best card in Rogue is Sinstone Graveyard, the location. Uh, we rated it an A. You guys objected a lot. A lot of people call me real dumb. And uh, this card is performing right up there. Almost as good as Kidnap. Almost as good as Serrated Bone Spike. Not that big of a difference. Uh, in win rate, about 0.5%. Uh, it's performing like an A-tier card, and we rated it an A-tier card. Sinstone Graveyard is the location that uh, summons a stealth 1-1 one, uh, ghost. Has plus 1, plus 1 for each card you play this turn. Um, so, yeah. I mean, locations in general are, I think, better than people expected, including us. But we, we called this one as being really good. And it is. Um, that was something you had to sell me on. You had to sell me on that. And then uh, once you sold me on that, I was like, okay, I can see it. I can see it. This is even in Arena. Um... I think it's just easy to think of uh, the amount of cards that you use in a turn, and then for some reason that like that sort of thinking and expectation never advanced past like 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like you just sling so many cards per turn, um, and you yep. refill them somehow. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't explain to you how because it's different for every single game. But you just you know you refill them. Or you don't and you lose. You know, that's also rogue. But uh, 
that's kind of where the meta is. Like on average, classes are allowed to sling many cards per turn uh, and have these pop-off turns uh, and then re refill them with the many, many ways. Yep. Um, the last card I want to talk about is not really a good performing card. In fact, it's performing real bad, like super bad, like worse than a volatile skeleton bad, as in a regular drafted volatile skeleton bad. It's Door of Shadows. It's one mana, draw a spell, infuse two, add a temporary copy of it to your hand. This card we rated an A. It is a really good card. It is just objectively really good. There's no way we're wrong. And if we're wrong, it's like a B plus. It, it's not, it, there's no way this is even like B. I don't know what is happening with these win rates. I, you know what maybe it is? Maybe rogues just have no good spells in their entire deck and we did not account for that. So that the spell that you draw that's in your deck has to be crap. They do have so bad I spells, think, but... I think that's what it is, and that's what's making our rating of it, like, off for this meta and for this rotation. But, like, I don't know. You're still drafting stuff into your deck. Some of them still has to be good. I just, I, I don't understand why this is that bad. But I'm guessing it's a meta consideration that we did not take into account. I think... And that whenever the, like, next rotation happens, this card will be an A-tier card. Their spells are just that bad. And it's it's just one of those problems where if your spells are that bad support for those spells is kind of it's like worse right it's like you're doubling mm. down on your bad spells almost <laughs> so i can see that like i i went and looked back at at uh i didn't do this when we were do doing the list i was like oh yeah like they have to have some decent spells i was like oh yeah. wait no they don't have we, we did not like look at all the spells bad. available to yeah. Rogue in this entire meta when doing that. We just, uh, uh, just assume that some of them are good, at least. Right, so uh, I've, I've never... apparently not true. Yeah, I've never seen this before, where <laughs> if you are drafting a spell in general for Rogue, you're probably drafting a bad card. Yeah, so you're drafting a worse card than a minion. Right. Uh, that's crazy. That That's actually yeah. insane. So you doubling down on it, and even though you're getting an extra one, you are turning your whatever card you could have drafted into a into spells. And we've established those are really bad. So, yeah. Um, in, in other metas, this card will be good. It's just like, by definition, it should be good. But in this meta, it is actually pretty trash. I, I mm -hmm. didn't know that the spells would be this bad. Yep. Alright, let's go on to Warrior. Top Warrior card, no one's surprised, Imbued Axe. It's the 3 mana 2-3 Axe. After your hero attacks, give your damage minions plus 1, plus 1. Infuse 3, plus 2, plus 2 instead. It's really good. There's nothing much to say about it. I'm moving on from that. That's a, it's a sick card. It is... Um, yeah. Uh, the next best card i think is a bit of a surprise we rated this one a b and not an a but it's also one of those things uh where i'm not that surprised it's uh it's this high it's uh anima extractor two mana one four whenever a friendly minion takes damage give a random minion in your hand plus one plus one so that is uh, a very meta dependent card and uh, this meta it really incentivizes you to play a lot of tokens. We see a lot of tokeny things having higher win rates than we anticipated, and this one's working really well with them. So I think the win rate is uh, a bit um, what do you call it? Inflated. I don't think this card is is like an A tier card. It's still like a B tier card, maybe B plus in this meta at most. But uh, just something to to keep in mind. This is. 
This win rate is quite a bit uh, higher than your like normal good card uh, uh, win rates. Which card were you talking about again? Uh, Anima Extracted. A N I M A. Anima. Extracting how, how, the Anima, huh? Yeah, yeah. Extracting the Anima. That's 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 how it's pronounced in in English by by the rules of pronunciation. I don't know English, what. right? Yeah, English, English. Okay, um, great. All right. Well, yes. Uh, I will say I have faced this card of which you speak quite a few times. I was surprised by. It. I was like, wait, this is really awkward for me. As in, it mm-hmm. it actually does put me in awkward situations in which um, I'm like, I don't want them to get that much value from it. They end up getting a decent amount of value out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like this is one in which I saw before during the rating. I just wasn't impressed by it, and then because of i guess the way the meta plays out because of the opportunities that exist yeah like when i faced it i have been very impressed by it and how it's Mm -hmm. been able to just make make the board uncomfortable for me yep like this isn't like a a fluke of like you know bad stats or anything it's just performing this well in the meta yeah um I think in a different meta it'll perform less good, but it's still very it, it's still very good. This is one in which when I looked at the rating, I initially it, it wasn't like I wasn't even just unimpressed by it. I, I, I it wasn't even sort of on the the radar for me. I was like, okay, this is like not this is going to be a, a sort of a non factor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can typically identify at least the factors. Now, if you guys remember during the preview. Uh, I actually said I was like, oh, I think people are sleeping on Mothership, and then and then Mothership just became a thing, and then you got really mad about it. But yeah, I, I, I slept on Mothership. You you did, and then it. I, I we gave it an A rating, and and it's just it's it's A for being an asshole, but it's it's like a S tier in anti fun. Right. If we're going to talk about anti-fun. So typically, I, I like to think about, it's like, okay, what will make, you know, it, whether or not it, it's game-breakingly good or game-breakingly bad, uh, what will make an impact, right? And this is mm-hmm. one that I think, you know, whenever Extractor comes out, I'm like, holy shit, the impact is huge. Yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see that at all. So this was this was a surprise for me and one that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. And I think part of uh, the the reason we didn't say cup is probably like I I just always thought of it in the form of a two drop, but it's actually just good later on too because if you have a board at all of any sort, you like put this out and you do your whatever stuff, and then you already have a decent buff in your hand on some minion that you can play out on the same turn because this is only two mana, so you're just getting the stats. It's like two mana instead of two mana five stats, it's like two mana like nine stats. And then, on top of that, they have to kill this this next turn, or else you just get even more stats. Uh, so, the this, not like big snowball, but the small snowball potential mixed with the pretty okay floor, even. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's better than expected. Okay. Yep. Um, after that is Suspicious Pirate. Um, this is performing really well. We rated it a B plus, uh, and it's performing, I think, a better than a B plus. But we knew it would perform better than a B plus because we don't like RNG. Good players don't like RNG. Your opponent guessing the right weapon. Uh, this is the one of the you know suspicious uh, uh, series, right? Where like 
discover a weapon. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. One of those cards. Um, you you see it a lot with uh, with some of the other classes. Uh, not this card so much because it's warrior, uh, but uh, it's the same idea. Uh, it's performing this well because people generally get screwed by RNG less than good players. If you're a good player, you do not want to give your opponent a weapon. You really, 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 really don't want to do that. Um, and they have a one-third chance of getting it, at least. Usually significantly higher, because there are some weapons that you don't want to take. Uh, so then you're in this mind game thing. And you may think that the mind game is a huge skill. And I know there are people out there who swear that... Rock, paper, scissors is like uh, a skill, or like weighted rock, paper, scissors is a skill, but but no, like no, I, I, I don't buy it. I count that as just RNG, um, unless you like have insight, especially in a game where you can't even see your opponent, like you can't even make a read like of your opponent's like face, or like maybe the opponent, I don't know, is wearing like a fiery war axe tattoo. And you're like, oh, they're going to definitely think it's Fiery War Axe. I'm not going to pick it then. Like, you don't have any of that. You're just... Anyway. Um, so we still think it's a B plus. Uh, it's performing well. Not as well as Enema Extractor, but but still well. Okay, um, great. Yeah, and then Burden of Pride is next. But we rated that an A. It's performing at a little below an A, but pretty much an A. Um, not much else to talk about. Yeah, on to the next one. On to the next one. It's Shaman. So, there's a big jump in win rate now, right? Like, the thing with Warrior and Rogue is that I don't know what they're going to do with the buffing of the win rates and the nerfing of the win rates, but it's hard to imagine a class that was 42 and 41% becoming the highest or, like, part of the Tier 1 in win rates without, like, the whole meta collapsing. Because you just over, you know, you've raised the win, uh, the offering rate on some like common card that's just become too much, right? Like the Narg or something to overtake it. So assuming that the and that would be like, that would be like a big mistake on the devs part. I don't mean that this is like, like we talk about how this next meta is going to be bad anyway, right? Because you're making a lot of adjustments and they're nerfing cards, like it's just going to be bad. But this is a, a preventable like scenario. So I don't think there's uh, a very good chance that Warrior or Rogue will be on top. I think they'll probably be playable, but it's hard to imagine them on top. But the next tier are candidates for those being on top, right? Like, you never know. They may nerf Paladin and Priest a bit too. Yeah. Uh, or they may just overboost Shaman and Druid and Warlock and Demon Hunter. It could very but, well happen. Yep. yep. This, is, this is now in the possibility of being top classes. And the number one card, and we previewed this last week in Shaman... Is freaking carving chisel, freaking carving chisel that we rated? I don't know D or whatever. I don't know if we rated it D. No, we rated it C. We no, no, no. Like I had to that, bring you up. That. I had to bring you yeah, up. You had to bring me up. I, I had, had to. Bring I think you I might have had it a D or D plus. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. I like this card. I like this card. And you asked me why. I was like, I can't explain it. I can't explain <laughs> it. But I, I, I swear it is. It is like good it, it, like it was one of those like comp i think i wanted it higher right and we did mm -hmm. the standard compromise so chat hashtag murps was right but i i mean even i didn't see murps like, was not right murps did not think this was an a maybe a plus tier card also i'm trying to be minutes. realistic because you would have just laughed in my face but i liked it <laughs> yes. i liked it no because i'm trying to get what i can get you know like i'm coming to the table and i can't <laughs> i i can't be like you know, I got to be a little bit realistic on what I can actually extract out of you, okay? Like enema okay. extractor. Okay, but like I've used carving chisel. 
I played a shaman. I drafted this card. I used it. It was not great. It was like, okay. It performed for me like a C. So I don't know what people were doing with this card, but it's a common card. So it's not like a low sample size or anything, but people are getting a lot of value out of this freaking card. Like, I, I don't know where it's, where it's coming from. Is like anything that generates a lot of bodies and can infuse your crap that amazing? I, is that what it is? Like the random basic totem. I think number one. Okay, so number one, the ping is very good. Pings and non-ping classes are always pretty good. I think number two, it's once again going back to, I'm going to call it the, the Ram Commander uh, theory, right? Where like mm. a thing that helps you not lose and get an exact damage to just get to your stupid win card is very, very useful in this meta. And then number three, um, you just really want that board. And also shamans have tons of ways to evolve now like they just do evolve like they just do evolve things and having that thing yes. there to evolve is very very helpful and also having um extra access to taunt totems things that they want to kind of remove number one giving you more time to do your thing and number two protecting the things that you really want to evolve it really does add up. So when I, whenever I see the effect of the chisel, I, you know, I try to look at it holistically, right? And, and like, mm -hmm. okay, what did this do with the the pace that of of the game? You know, did it really help that much? Yeah, it really did help that much. Um, so I, I I can see it. I don't know about A, but yeah, I, I can see how the card is performing quite well. A, oh, this is I just I. Like, I played with it. It's not like I have... I'm just talking theoretically now. Right. I freaking used it. It... Uh, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I do see the, the, the transform synergy. That is that is quite nice. And maybe for two mana, you just don't need a lot of extra stuff for a card to be, like, pretty much overpowered. Um, I've used it too, and it's felt really good it's felt really good um i've just you know just getting stuff onto the board as a shaman has been good but for this meta it feels really good just mm -hmm. getting random shit onto the board uh okay. so so yeah like um also getting in that exact damage because shamans just aren't the powerhouse that hunters are right in terms yes. of just pure power over i don't really care it's like okay i'm leaving up like a if i'm leaving up like a 4-1 as a hunter if i have the the stupid busted cards i don't really care in fact a 4-1 is actually pretty good uh for you know like the eight mana spell right i'm like okay i could just deal five damage to your face so for hunters that doesn't matter for shamans, I've definitely felt it. When I don't have a carving chisel and then my opponents do something awkward, I'm often left with this like, okay, well, do I use the spell to get rid of it? Well, that's a resource and I don't have the spell anymore. Otherwise, I don't have exact damage. It's, you know, you get into that ram commander issue, right? I'm like, damn, I wish I had a ram commander. Damn, I wish I had a bunker sergeant. Um, and you just see that. Uh, so, you know, you, you have that, first of all. And then plus the fact that you're putting out all of these totems. Also, the totems are doing work. Like, I have more use out of the healing totem nowadays. The strength totem, buffing stuff up, I appreciate that. Taunt, um, 
is also really good because there's that like bore tension is so important as a shaman as well so like all these things put together i have definitely felt like the, the chisel doing doing work mm, okay i can't i i fail to see how it could ever be an a tier card at like the way it's performing at I, I just failed to see it. I yeah, I, I still know about it. Kind of like but maybe yeah. a B. Like you could talk like, oh, all these kinds of synergies. Sure, All sure. these kind of things are working. There's this infused thing. You know, you're underestimating basic totems. Yeah, out, yeah. Uh, Like, yeah, okay. I agree with you there. Maybe I agree it can go that. up to B. But yeah, not, yeah, okay. It can't be that far off. But okay. like, okay, well, that but that's how it's performing. Um, sure, sure. And these are reliable stats. So super good card. Uh Anyway, going down, Crud Caretaker is the second best card uh, in the new set in Shaman, which really just shows you that we know nothing about Shaman. Um, Crud Caretaker, and it also shows you that uh, the Transform Synergy is really, really big, and we, like, across the board, underestimated it. Um, because Crud Caretaker has very little going for it. It's the 1-1 one, one that summons its engine, but the 1-1 one, one is 4 mana. And so... It works really well with Transform Synergies. And we just underestimated how frequently you'll be able to get it to happen, um, I guess. Because there's no way this card should be anywhere near this good. Uh, we rated it a C+. This card's performing like a B+. And it is a very simple card. And it has no... There's no carving chisel things that we could have gotten wrong. Where, you know, you underestimate this a little. You underestimate the ping a little. The transform a little. The multiple bodies a little. The totems a little. And it all kind of adds up. And this card becomes actually really, really, really good, right? Crud Caretaker is a 1-1 and a 3-5 taunt. We know exactly what that does. This is not a mystery. So, the only thing that is making this a lot better... The difference between a B plus uh, and a C plus is is huge, huge, and that entire difference is not because we did anything else wrong. It is just the transform synergy. Well, I guess another body for infuse, right? Another body well, for and infuse. infuse, yeah. Potential infuse, yes. One extra body for infuse and the transform synergy. So it's doing a lot of work. Like this is the card to point to, and you're like, why are why are almost all of your ratings wrong, right? It's because there's a lot of infuse, uh, or at least infuse is very important. Um, even I don't know how many there there is, but there's also a lot of uh, of, of use for transform. Yep, and all, so also beyond that, I like the one one. When the 1-1 one, one is out there, uh, it's another additional source of exact damage, right? Um, and that just helps. Like, um, it's a little bit of what makes Carving Chisel nice is also what makes that minion nice as well. I'm like, okay, I appreciate the 1-1 one, one out there. Uh, so I, I can kind of see sort of what um, what makes it good, just even beyond like the, uh, oh, transform, infuse, etc., etc., because uh, I think the Ram Commander principle or theory holds. Like, there are just, uh, you know, a lot of times for these awkward classes especially where, like, if I don't lose, I don't win, but I have a decent chance of winning. But it's like this mid, you, you know, like mid-game turn, right? Like, six mana, and then I'm presented with this awkward situation like, god i really wish i had a ping right now if i have a ping i think we play a long game i think we win if i don't have a ping like right now like right now right now or two damage right sometimes it might be three damage or something um i'm super behind and i probably lose in in the next like two turns so yeah i like that little one one that 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 yeah. 
It's uh, Save Me. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Muck Pools. That is the uh, the location. We thought it was really good. It's performing really good. You transform minions. And after that is Convincing Disguise, which is not performing at A tier. We rated it an A. And I think that has also a lot to do with uh, the fact that it is Infuse and it is Transform. And actually... There's a lot of transforms and infuses, so this one loses its relative value. Um, but convincing disguise is still really good. Um, it's it's not performing at an A tier. People may also be misplaying it, but I think it also just kind of runs into like if you have a lot of transforms, your one other transform in your hand is not as good. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let's move on from Shaman. Um, by the way, uh, Shaman, definitely one of the top classes, uh, one of the top candidates for classes I do not want them to see buff too much. I am pretty sure I would rather play in a Priest meta than a Shaman meta. I don't, oh, I don't know about that. Shaman. Wait, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you just don't like the Evolve the effects? It's just totally pointless. It just makes the entire game totally pointless and way more swingy than Priest ever is. Priest is at least swingy, but you know how they'll swing and you know what they'll swing, right? They're just very powerful with the swings. I don't know With the Shaman, that. you're just always rolling a dice. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I understand what you mean. I don't know which one I'd prefer. Because um, it is really annoying at a certain... Okay, if Shamans are really powerful. At a certain point, you can't stop them from having board. You just can't. And then they pop off and then they evolve. And then you further can't remove them from the board. And then they evolve again or just Mm -hmm. do something stupid. And then you definitely, definitely lose then. And you're just like, okay, well, my only mistake was running out of resources and or good enough cards to remove them from the board. That was the only mistake I made. And yes. But you have to remove them from from the board from like nothing, from like standstill. Because from like empty board because they just like popped out the crud and then evolved everything with another totem and another totem they had from the weapon that they had so now they have four things that are all evolved that's like it's in one like six mana turn they now have i don't know three three no, two three drops and two six drops like I, that's just and, and that's like not a super uncommon turn for shaman like if you up the offering rates of these cards it's just, it's going to be so bad. With Priest, at least you're just like sitting there and you're like, okay, well, nothing is ever secure with the Priest. They can always do ridiculous things to what I have, but what they have is still always limited, right? So if I can refill, I can still push, right? Or like if I can grind them down because I can't push face, you know, enough because they're healing and they're defending whatever, I can still win on card advantage. You always have ways to beat the priest within the margins of their ridiculousness, but the shaman ridiculousness is just always super potentially ridiculous. I don't know. I, I don't think it's true in every meta, but I think in this meta, with the way this uh, shaman is set up, it is. Uh, at least I'm gonna have less fun than when I face a priest. Okay, that's fair. Look, I I, I see your perspective. I understand. I don't know. I you know. Uh, I don't know if I exactly agree, but I I get it. I get it. Uh, Druid is up next, um, and this is probably one of the most straightforward uh, classes. Um, the card that we rated at A+, one of the very few A+, cards we rated, Plot of Sin, is number one. To no one's surprise, that's the three mana, summon two two twos, and then when you infuse it at five, it summons two five fives. And it's just ridiculous. 
Convoke the Spirits, also absolutely insane, again, to, uh, uh, this one, I think we, uh, we, uh, like, it's insane on the win rates, but we rated it a C plus instead of something more ridiculous, and its win rates are high, but it's just so RNG. Like, this falls short of the box still for me. Like, we, I don't know that I'm moving off the C plus just yet. Yeah, um, I don't know how much I got to say about. Well, first of all, we're playing Drew today, so perhaps we'll get oh, some more Drew insight. Is what we're yes, okay. we're playing Drew, so perhaps we'll we'll get some more insight on everything but um have you guys seen a lot of druid i i just feel like i don't see a lot of druid just period like i mm -hmm. like i see I agree. more it's, of it's the kind of boring yeah i think it's kind of boring that's why like even the bad classes i feel like i see a little bit more um but maybe that's just me you know mm -hmm. natural causes um widow bloom seedsman um, Deathbloom Womper, those are all <clears throat> the next few cards. None of them are that interesting. We rated them all high, I think. Let me look. Natural Causes, we rated a B. Um, Death Blossom Womper, an A. And uh, Widow Bloom, we rated a B. And they're, they're all there. Um, remember, it's not a super high-performing class, so the, the top cards are not, like, super insane top. Like, we're not talking about... You know anything that's moving the win rates that uh, that much. So the top cards are rated like a B because they're they're about the same win rate as like a forensic duster, right? Like so, it's just where we're rating it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Druid. Um, what's up next? Warlock. Warlock. Top Warlock card is Mischievous Imp, to no one's surprise. This one was uh, not performing well as of last week, which just goes to show sometimes you have to wait for the stats to come in. I was raising a flag on why Mischievous Imp wasn't performing so well. How could we possibly have gotten this card wrong? It's so freaking simple. It's 4 mana, 3-3. Three, three. Summon a copy of it. So it's 4 mana for 2 3-3s, three, and then infuse 3, summon 2 copies instead. So then it's 3 3-3s three, for 4 mana. Like, it's 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 an insane card. We gave it a... a S tier, I think, and uh, it was really not performing well that first few days, um, but now it is, and uh, it is certifiably S tier. It's more than 1% above the next uh, highest Warlock card. Yeah, um, I was... Uh, why do you think it wasn't performing well? No idea. No idea. I think just... I didn't even know. Sample size wasn't even that low. Like, I just... I have no idea why the performance was like that. But I raised the flag because I'm like, I don't understand anything about this game anymore if you're telling me this card is not at a bare minimum an A. And it was performing like, I don't know, a C or like tier card. Like it wasn't bad, but it was definitely not even like above average. So people, <laughs> Smelly Head in chat says, people probably didn't know how to infuse stuff. Yeah, I, I do not know what was happening, but you can't misplay this card that badly, right? Even if you don't infuse, I guess... You could, like, think that you can't play it on four. You have to always infuse it. And then the card becomes worse. But, like, that many people were making that misplay? Ah, uh, like, I don't know. Well, I, I, I will say, you know, you, you were talking about all those people making really bad misplays. <laughs> hey, th there you go, right? If you're talking about really bad misplays or just not understanding a game mechanic, there you go. Mm -hmm. Boom. 
All right, Shadow Waltz is up next. We gave it a B plus. Um, it's kind of where it's performing. That's the five mana card that uh, if a minion died on this turn, you can summon two three fives with Taunt. They're all pretty straightforward. Um, Fluster Librarian has plus one attack for each imp you control. Uh, so here's another thing with win rates, right? Fluster Librarian really triggered this for me. And we should we didn't talk about it when we talked about shamans, but win rates are also different for cards. Usually not at the very top, but they're different for cards that are high synergy. So if you have a deck that really needs something, like if you have a high transform deck, for example, then you really want cards like uh, like that shaman weapon. Um, and then you're more likely to draft it, and then the, the win rates go up, right? But it doesn't really apply usually to the very top cards because they're auto-picks anyway. So um, I don't know that that fully solves it, but it is a, a partial explanation for it. Because Carving Chisel, although it is the highest win rate card in Shaman by far, is not actually picked that much. Its actual pick rate is about the same as a rare card, even though it's offered as much as a common card. So people are being selective picking it. Like, I don't think we're the only people that rated this card not ridiculously amazing. And so it's getting picked disproportionately in decks that need it. Or uh, decks hmm. that have a lot of transforms. And so the synergies are, like, going up with it, right? Uh, same with Crud Caretaker. Crud Caretaker is being taken at a similar rate as Carving Chisel. A little less than that, actually. So there's a that's a st explanation for the statistics and why it's like that and why those cards are not actually a tier cards for example i know some people in chat really do think they're a tier cards but but i stand by it carving chisel it cannot possibly be higher than a b tier card it the synergies don't add up to that much right and even if carving chisel was some i was somehow mistaken of i am like 10 times more sure about crud caretaker like, that's the card that would break me if it was actually, like, you know, a B-plus tier card even. Ah, so you're saying it's just amazing players like myself who saw the need for it and would draft it. And that's what's causing it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Fluster Librarian. I like this explanation. Uh-huh. Fluster Librarian, we rated a C plus, and it is performing very well. Probably closer to a uh, B. I don't know about B plus, but a B or B plus than a C plus was performing a bit better. But this is why it triggered me, right? Because uh, like it triggered my my thought of uh, my memory of what, what why you can't trust HS replay stats for all the cards equally. Because uh, Fluster Librarian is one mana one three has plus one attack for each imp you control. Well, obviously. You're gonna draft this more often if you have imps in your deck, right? Compared to if you don't. So it's gonna be its win rate is gonna be higher because it's gonna be put in the right decks than uh, than its actual overall average power. Yeah, that's all about warlock. Let's go on to demon hunter, the last class in this like kind of like low zone where like they're not unplayable, but they're not very good in this meta, and uh, they I, any of these could be buffed to be dominant in the next meta. Um. Oh wow, I had not looked at Demon Hunter before this. So, uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Because all Demon Hunter cards suck. I remember this now. I'm like, why can't I find a Demon Hunter card? Because all Demon Hunter cards suck. Uh, Magnifying Glaive is was our pick for um for a card that does not suck in Demon Hunter. And uh, it's performing like it really sucks. But this is also a card that I did not expect to have a high win rate. 
So I'm still reserving judgment on it. This is a card that's a three mana two two weapon. After your hero attacks, draw until you have three cards. So you obviously can only put this in a particular kind of deck. And then you have to play in a particular kind of way. And we went over how people really don't like playing in that way for some reason. Um, and it could also be the case that that playstyle is just really bad in this meta. Um, like that, those types of decks all don't perform well in this meta. So even if people are putting this in the right decks, like that archetype of uh, emptying out your hand just doesn't work. All possible. I don't know at this point, but it's performing like really bad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't have an explanation, so I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna like <laughs> just just try to randomly guess. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and the other card uh, is also performing really bad. That we thought was a B tier card at least. Like B is good. Uh, and this card is not performing good. It is uh, two mana four four. Bibliomite. Battlecry. Choose a card in your hand to shuffle into your deck. I don't know if people are choosing the wrong cards. Like, people are bad. They may be choosing the wrong cards, and a lot of the power of this card is that you get to choose which card you put back into your deck. Or, like, you know, just... I, I don't know. I think people are just making wrong decks with Demon Hunter, honestly. I think so. And something I have heard that people say is, like, you know, they like Demon Hunter a little bit more than what the win rate suggests. I can kind of see it, right? You know, this goes back to that... Uh, aggro sort of uh, philosophy in which if you want to be aggressive, if you want to build a cohesive deck, that's going to be tougher, right? That's going to be something that people just aren't... It's not a universal skill, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I could definitely see that. I will say I have not played Demon Hunter in this meta at all because mm -hmm. I've been skilled enough to get Hunter, okay? <laughs> so for those of you playing Demon Hunter, you're just not as good as me. At getting hunters all the time so you know get better uh so i have no comment on this i have literally no comment because i have not played demon hunter yet all right moving off uh of demon hunter we're gonna do priest um very well i mean i guess uh, you, you can rant on priest if you want but the number one card is an s tier card um did we rate it an s tier card i don't think we rated an s tier card but it is an s tier card <laughs> Uh, it's performing like an S-tier card. I don't think it will ever not perform like an S-tier card, but it does have a partner in crime uh, for its S-tier status that may go away in a different meta. And that is Cathedral of Atonement. It's the location. It is three mana, three charges. Give a minion plus two plus one and draw a card. It is too much card draw. It is too much power. It is performing just absolutely bonkers. Like 3% higher than the next highest card. That's like almost unheard of. This is like caverns level discrepancies. Um, we rated it A. It's not like we thought it was a bad card or anything, but we did not think it was an S. And it may not be an S later on, but one of the reasons it's an S is because this comes out on turn three. And guess what's on turn four? Turn four is a common card called Partner in Crime. Partner in Crime is the four mana two five that duplicates itself at the end of the turn, the first turn. So, you play Cathedral of Atonement, you don't do anything, then you play Partner in Crime, then you Cathedral of Atonement, the Partner in Crime, and that's a 4-6 and another 4-6. It's on turn four. too good. And, uh, and you're drawing three cards. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it won't always happen, but when it does happen, it's too backbreaking. 
it's too good. And it happens a lot. It happens a decent like yeah, and one Cathedral of Atonement in my yep, deck, mm-hmm. and this would happen like every other game. Well, yeah, because you like you're trying to mulligan for something like this, mm-hmm. right? And if you yeah. get it, you absolutely keep it because it doesn't matter what they do. I mean, pretty much doesn't matter what they do in the early turns if you play the location on three and you you play Partner in Crime on four. Um, you make up for whatever they do. So yeah, like. The consistency is too high for this play um, mm-hmm. because your ability to draft those cards is fairly high. And then you can kind of just hard mulligan for it. And priests also have ways of just being annoying, extending the game, whether it's hysteria, mass hysteria, etc., etc. Um, the light, it burns, right? That thing is mm-hmm. tempo, tempo, tempo. Jeez. Yep. Uh, that can just remove so much stuff. And even if it doesn't kill anything, right? It would be like, oh, it can't kill like a 6-8. Okay, it was a one-mana deal six damage. And, you know, maybe you mm-hmm. have like a 3-2 th- a on the board that you use to finish it off. And you can use the rest of the turn to just play minions, create space for yourself, do something else. So, yeah, um, priests... I've said I kind of said enough about them, like in the other uh, places, but it is really annoying right now. I, I hate it. Um, you can try to do some like hysteria or mass hysteria math, but there's not really hysteria or mass hysteria math to be done. Uh, you mm-hmm. just kind of hope that like you have a reload. That's kind of the thing that y- you got to ask yourself. It's like, do I have enough for the reload? Um, but sometimes you just don't. Um, and it, a lot of it depends on how, like how good your deck is. So yeah, I, I just hate I, I I hate going up against a priest right now um, because of what could happen and like that little bit of like RNG that little bit of RNG when it comes to hysteria and mass hysteria is frustrating. But at the same time, if you guys have played it enough, you also know that there's not really that much RNG. Like there are too many boards in which like the hysteria or mass hysteria really does kill off everything and the only question is whether or not you're left with a 3-2 or the 3-2 dies um so yeah just extremely extremely powerful and way too annoying yep that's that's priest um there are other good cards you know we talked about uh the light it burns uh we talked about i mean we have also really good identity theft those we rated a b and a b plus and then suspicious usher is above all that and that we rated an a and we we do not like suspicious uh, usher because of the rng and we still rated a uh, so it's it's very good um so yeah, it's just it's Boon of the Ascended. Uh, it's just things are happening with this class. Things are happening, and uh, yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Paladin. Um, Paladin is technically number three right now. I don't know if it's going to be nerfed. I talked about my nerfing philosophy uh, on offering rates before, and uh, like if I were to be if I were in charge, right? And I looked at the win rates, and it's 54, 54.4, 53.4, 50.2, 49.1, 46.5, 45.5, 44, 44, 42, and 41. 50% is not my middle. My middle is 46.5% where Demon Hunter is. And so I would really nerf Hunter and Mage, but I would also quite significantly nerf Paladin and Priest so that we can get down to where Demon Hunter is. And then I would leave Demon Hunter, Warlock, Druid, and Shaman alone, and then I would buff Warrior and Rogue a bit. That's how I would balance. Because 
What they're probably going to do, and if they do it, and they keep Paladin and Priest the same, and they move down Hunter and Mage, and they try to buff up Demon Hunter, Warlock, Druid, Shaman, and then really buff up Warrior and Rogue, is that Warrior and Rogue are not going to get there, and then something along the way, probably Demon Hunter, Warlock, Druid, or Shaman, maybe Paladin and Priest, are going to get OP. It's probably what's going to happen. Unfortunately, that's just how most balancing philosophies work. I don't really know why. I think it has something to do with like fun and how people don't like things getting nerfed. Um, but it just it doesn't work for balancing as well as just nerfing everything. So Paladin may only be fifty percent, but just just like Priest, that what Merbs is saying, right? Like they actually do need a nerf. The, the whole game would be better if Paladin and Priest got nerfed, even though they are fifty percent win rate. And the number one offender in Paladin is, you know, again, this isn't performing like an S-tier card, but like definitely A, maybe A+. Uh, Buffet Biggin, 4 mana, 2, 4, Battlecry, summon 2 Silverhand Recruits, infuse 3, give them plus 2 attack and Divine Shield. Yeah. It's way too much stats. You shouldn't have this much stats at this point. We rated it an A. It's performing like an A+. Fine. Yep. Um, it's too good. And it's funny, you know, we were talking about Ram Commander and Bunker Sergeant. Uh, you really need those against this card, <laughs> and you don't have yeah. them anymore. Uh, so, yeah. you know, when we're talking about, like, uh, you know, it just, just don't lose, right? Like, I need this exact damage. I need these pings. Uh, it's funny because the cards that rotated out that... Um, you know, I, I was saying really define uh, the previous meta. Uh, they are absolutely essential against a card like this. Um, it is just too much tempo. And tempo still definitely, definitely matters. Like, I, I think mm -hmm. people get caught up in, like, the, oh, you know, it's just a BS meta. Um, like, weird, crazy things happen. No, tempo is how I beat Hunter. Te because the yeah. Hunters are all playing like priests. And they can't heal. Yes. So look, if the hunter plays like super early wild seeds, um, yeah, like you're gonna have a tough time and you probably lose. But not every hunter, and I know those people are gonna be like, no, no, no. Every hunter I face has those. They don't. Uh, but yeah, you do have to beat these decks uh, by you know pushing it a, a, a little and um, invalidating the cards in their hand. Like, let's say they roll a wild seed, right? And they get the best roll, which is the deer thing that comes out three turns later, right? For the weapon, um, yeah. With the weapon, yeah. All that has happened, and I'm going to say this in the most neutral way as possible. The only swing that has happened is that now, on turn five, your opponent gets an extra... 5-4 on the board than they're supposed to. Just an extra 5-4 on turn 5. That's it. And the opponent basically had to pay 2 stats on turn 2 in order to do this. So if you figure out what the value of 2 stats on turn 2 is compared to 9 stats on turn 5... They're only getting a few stats, like maybe four or five stats worth of value. Extra value, right, that they shouldn't be getting. And in this meta, with these cards, in this, you know, the modern era, 
if on turn five you're just gonna fold and lose because your opponent got four or five extra stats on the board i don't know what your deck is doing you are winning many games with that deck whether it's a hunter or not a hunter whether you're facing wild seed or not wild seed yeah. if they do wild seed into Aralon or whatever right it gets backbreaking you can't they can't keep doing that right but for people who see like on turn two wild seed come out and they're like game is over wild seed is an a tier card it's not an S tier card. You don't win the game because you play an A tier card on turn two. Like, just calm down, guys. Just, just calm down. I beat Wild Seeds on turn two more often than I lose to them. Now, it's lower than my normal win rate, sure. But it's not. It's hardly the end of the game, alright? On the other hand, I have never beaten Gnarg on turn one. Ever. I don't know how many times I faced Gnarg at this point. Literally never. Unless I also had a Gnarg on turn one. That is the only time I've ever beaten Gnarg on turn one. So, like, Chilla with the Wild Seed is not that bad. Like, the two-mana Wild Seed, I mean. Aralon is still absolutely insane. We rated it a S++++ bajillion, you know, tier card or whatever for, for a reason. I, I will say, sometimes the Wild Seed is not that bad. Like, okay, one-third of the time, if they get only get the 3-1... That's that's pretty decent. Like I, yeah. I the three one is very very beatable. Like that mm -hmm. is very very beatable. Um, the taunt a little bit harder, and if they get the weapon, that's really tough. Like assuming that they just play quote normally the rest of the yeah, way. They play a three I, drop. They play yeah, a four yeah. Drop. I, they play I, a five I that's that's a little bit too much. I I can't beat that. Um, but yeah, a third of the time they only get the three one right, and another third of the time. I will say the two five taunt also is kind of backbreaking. <laughs> like that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. The fact that it taunts too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we could like focus on the one third of the time. It's all bad. Yeah. It's a tier card. It's all bad, right? Like you're not, you know, we're we're, we're splitting hairs here. But sure, like, sure. If you look at wild spirits, that's a sixty five percent win rate. That's why we rated it S plus plus tier card. If you look at what's the thing that gives you a wild seed? Uh, spirit poacher. It's only 63% win rate. It's barely more than collateral damage. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking about... <laughs> we're talking barely about two really... more than collateral damage. Well, yeah, and collateral damage is really, really good. Like, you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's, it's no S++ tier card. So you guys got to stop treating it as an S++ tier card, all right? You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of a much less triggering mothership. And my win rate against this card is much higher than my win rate against mothership. Much, much less triggering. Much higher. This card coming out on two versus mothership coming out on, you know, any reasonable turn. Uh, the, the old mothership, all right? Not after they changed the meta and nerfed it and gave it all these crappy uh, mechs. The initial, the prime meta mothership experience. And, and they're rated the same for that reason. Like, I don't know. I think people are overrating, uh, like, the experience. And they just see it and they're like, oh, game over. Like, no. We've had way more game over cards on earlier turns than, than this Wild Seed. Anyway. Uh, back to Paladin. Buffet Biggin. Uh, Great Hall's next. Obviously, Insane Card. Muckborn Servant is next. 
we, we got all the paladin cards right they're all very easy to get um the one that we didn't like get is the one that i could have told you ahead of time that we were not going to get as in like the win rate is going to be higher than what we expected we put sinful sous chef as a b its win rate is not that far off from a b um but it, it would probably be like a b plus or maybe even a low a by pure win rates but we knew the win rate was gonna be higher because it suffers from the same problem where you only pick it in decks that need it, right? Um, and it's high synergy. And Simple Sous Chef's the one mana 2 1 Death Rattle add 2 Silverhand Recruits to your hand. So you, you do it when you need Silverhand Recruits, you do it when you need bodies. Um, it gets picked significantly less. It gets picked almost like half the time that Muckboard Servant gets picked. Uh, which, which is fair because Muckboard Servant is an obviously insanely good card, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Simple Sous Chef is, you know, you're surprised that it has this win rate. And that's because people are drafting it correctly. Like, they're drafting it in decks where this deck card will excel. And they're picking better cards in decks where this card will not excel. Uh, so anyway, it's just more about um, reading uh, uh, reading the, uh, the, the stats on it. You go back down, uh, Divine Toll. I think a lot of people were very high on Divine Toll. We were not. We gave it a B. It's performing like a B. That's the one that shoots five rays at random minions, giving uh, friendly minions plus two plus two and daily two damage to enemy minions. So even on the super random RNG stuff, we're getting uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, the 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 big misses came in in shaman and that rogue card that we did not realize rogues had literally no good rogue spells in this meta. Uh, those are those are the big misses. Um, and, uh, and for Shaman, I, I, I gave you guys an explanation for why I think the win rates are still inflated. Like, I think we were underrating the cards, but also the win rates are definitely inflated. Um, because they're not being drafted in all the decks at that win rate. Couldn't let me bump up Chisel to, to, yeah. to what I wanted. Should have let you bump up Chisel. I still... Like, I, I played with it, and I had... It's not like I had a deck without, uh, without uh, Transform. I had Transform. And uh, it just, it, it's, I don't know, didn't, didn't feel uh, particularly powerful. Um, but who knows? Okay, that was a long one. We covered all the top cards. You should be prepared now for whatever the hell this upcoming meta is going to be. Because we can't tell you what it is because we don't know what the adjustments are. But it's happening. It's happening very soon. And uh, hopefully it'll be a, a better meta. But it might not be. Could be. But yeah, um, this is a good breakdown. I think this is a good breakdown because uh, everybody talks about hunters and mages, but there are other classes out there. And while you may see a lot of hunters and mages, um, this is what's next, right? This is what's next. Um, these classes, one of them will rise to the very top, and you're going to hate like at least one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my, my call is you're going to absolutely hate Priest even more than you do right now. And that has nothing to do with whether or not I think Priest will become the number one class. They don't have to be the number one class to be hated. They're already hated right now. And I think they will be more hated, which is problematic. But I'm hoping that the Moats team understands this. I hope that they kind of figure some way out of it. And, and I, I just want to stress one thing. When we say we think the next meta will not be good it's not really like a oh we think they don't care we think that generally they don't do a good job this comes from it's really hard to balance this, really this meta it's really like really hard yes with nerfs coming at the same time it's really but, tough yeah. yeah like using the tools that they have historically used right and we're not going to create yeah. a new tool for them we're assuming that 
they're going to do what they have historically done and they're going to you know try to do that in the best way possible um this is going this is just a really really tough meta to balance because of the polarizing cards and, and the swings that are there so it's it's more of a set your expectations low because i don't know what anybody can do about it with you know with being the the amount of time and and work that they typically put into this um i just don't see it now if something radical happens maybe but just from historically what they have done uh i don't know how possible it is to achieve a better meta Right on, 100% what Merb said. All right, question from the GOAT. Question from the GOAT brought to you by our patrons. We're going to make this real quick, real quick. We've been doing a lot of Diablo Immortal play, and uh, I want to send this question out to Merbs because I don't know his answer to this question. We are now the Immortal Clan. We used to be Shadows for, I think, the the two before before that. So we have experience, a little experience in, in both now. What do you enjoy more, being Shadows or being Immortals? Uh, it, it's completely a different experience. It's just completely a different experience. I will say right now, um, probably like shadows, just because we just went through the first week, and mm-hmm. the first week, you know, there's always some some bumps, and also just the words, the rewards aren't as good yet, right? The rewards aren't as good, and also you're not planning for like right of exile yet, in which everybody is sort of like you know like really gets together and you think about defending and mm. everything. Plus the rewards are nice. Plus yeah. you get more legendary crest. Uh, so right now, like you know, but I anticipate because of how much I have enjoyed the first week thus far. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be like a good immortal reign. Okay. Okay. Um... I like Immortals better than Shadows right now, and I'm surprised because I thought I would like Shadows a lot more than Immortals because of all the bad stuff I heard about it, but uh, I have decided to never do a Vault Defense again, and that has very, very significantly increased my enjoyment of it, and at the core of it, it's the daily quests are so much better, I think, than than the Shadow Daily Quest because the Shadow Daily Quest basically requires you to defend the Vault once and requires you to do a Shadow Contract. Both of these are terrible activities that are like, a two out of ten as far as this game goes um like and and this is me thinking the game is overall a seven out of ten but these two activities are a two out of ten whereas for the immortals your daily activities is just kind of play the game like with a little bit of guidance but kind of just play the game and the game is a seven out of ten so that's a huge improvement on my day in terms of what i have to do um and uh and yeah like it's just i, I think the vault defense triggers a lot of people um and it also requires a lot of organization at the top to do a lot of things. But if you're not part of the super top organization, and we're we're like allied clans, right? So it's not like we're like totally uninvolved, but we don't have that responsibility or that like things. Like we're not the ones running key on, right? We're not the ones uh, that are deciding which strategy to use on which day and whatever. All that like headachey stuff, like we don't have to deal with. Um, so it's also nice to to kind of take your foot off the pedal uh, as uh, as clan uh, as clan management. Um, it uh, it's definitely more work to run a shadow clan than an immortal clan if you're not the head immortal because I think our job is going to be even simpler going on. This was the first week, like we have to deal with all these uncertainties, and after this, it's going to just kind of roll. Well, you don't see the amount of messages I'm sending out to people, like private messages, like people people PM me all the time. So oh yeah, I mean people have PM me, but like only like three or four. 
No. <laughs> I get a lot. Wait, how many PMs does he get? Give me a number. Like for different different people. Like how many different individuals of PMs? It just depends. I don't I don't I don't know. Like and, and then they consistently have ish so like I'm like half my role is kind of like therapist, right? Where uh. I it's like they have a complaint about the game kind of, but really I'm like trying to talk them through. It's like, okay, you know, what what are you really unhappy about? Um, so yeah, I mean, just typical. And this is this is more than when you were a leader of Shadow. Oh yeah, well, because now there's more possible tensions, right? Yes. So yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I see. I mean, overall, it's like fine, but uh, yeah, people have like it's it ranges from just people having questions, uh, and then just being happy that they get an answer to people being concerned with something and me having to be like, you don't have to be concerned, to people being angry at something or frustrated by something and me being like, I understand. You know, this is all something that we're all going through. Uh, also, just to random people messaging me and then not making any sense and me being like, what are you saying? Uh, so it, it runs the full uh, gamut. But, you know, I always try to make myself available as the clan leader so that this is, you know, something that I just do. It's fine. It's cool. All right. Okay. So that's the Diablo Immortal update. And uh, we're excited about one more thing, which is that somebody has their computer back. Yes. I am uh, on my new computer. I'm afraid to, to jinx it, but it seems fine for now, which means uh, streams will resume at some point. Now, I'm thinking probably not Mondays. Like, I, maybe I'll switch it to like Wednesday. I think maybe this week I'll try out Wednesday. I think Wednesday is good. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we, we, we will try them. I, I will play this game called Hearthstone Arena, at least for a little bit. I expect some changes by Wednesday. I definitely do. I, I expect they, changes. They should. I mean, they should. They told us they came out on, I think it was like Thursday or something, and it just didn't happen. Yep. So, uh, I am expecting that. But this week, I want to aim for a Wednesday stream. I should be I should be good. I, I'm so afraid because I'm just like, man, this PC, like, just just please just work. Everything seems fine for now. Uh, they apparently replaced the cooler. I can't really tell a difference, but, you know, they probably just use the same. Yeah, and if they say they replaced it, they replaced it. Yeah. So it should be okay. It should be okay. Um, but I, I am just... Just hoping that everything is fine here. All right. Okay. So, Merp stream on Wednesday night, most likely. You heard it here first. You can also, like, just delay the stream till Thursday if they don't, like, have the update by Wednesday, right? No, I'll still play it. I'll probably still play it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so, Merp probably streaming Wednesday night. First stream back in over two months. Uh, gets your... Get your tickets here. Um, and then uh, I'll be back on Friday night as usual. And then we'll be back here next Sunday. Um, all right. That's the that's the life update of, uh, of some of the stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next Lightforge podcast. Pod, podcast. We'll see you in the next Lightforge podcast then. Until then, this is Abutin. This is Murps. Goodbye. <laughs>
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.